Hello and welcome to Cognitive Urbanism. I'm really happy to have you join um, this episode of the podcast. Uh, my name is Justin Hollander and I am here today to talk about something maybe you've never heard of before, maybe you have. It's called the Decentralized Autonomous Organization and that's uh, the acronym DAO, D-A-O. So I'm going to talk about DAOs, which might be surprising for those of you who know what a DAO is, because back in about 2015, the concept um, really became, first was implemented through folks who were involved with blockchain technology and cryptocurrency. So just a really quick overview of what is all that. That's all about creating distributed ledgers where anyone can access a ledger by by an internet connection and can edit that ledger using usually a token or some sort of a, a crypto coin or, or, or the like. And these distributed ledgers were really set up first really with Bitcoin and, and, and since with other cryptocurrencies, but amazingly that they are more than just places where money can be exchanged virtually, but all kinds of information can be exchanged virtually. And and these organizations sprouted out, these DAOs, as a way to manage uh, very large communities, in many cases all over the planet. A kind of a new form of social human organization, the DAO. But what's really fascinating is that here we are, you know, seven seven years or so after the first DAO was created, and that whole approach is beginning to impact the field of urban planning. Uh, there are quite a few of these DAOs out there, dozens if not hundreds. Well, there's one called City DAO. So City DAO with thousands of members is looking to apply this blockchain technology to creating and managing a city. Now, so what they're starting with is uh, just a 40-acre piece of land in Wyoming. Now, why Wyoming? Because generally, the law does not recognize a DAO as a legal entity. However, Wyoming, just a few months ago, in July of 2021, uh, adopted a law that legally recognizes a DAO as a form of a limited liability corporation, an LLC. And LLCs are allowed to purchase and hold and sell real property, land. So, I mean, this is like, for me, amazing because I've been following the crypto stuff and blockchain for a while, and it's all been in our digital world, in our city of bits, that's all it's, it's all been operating in. Well, here, we're, this, this group, the City DAO, wants to take these ideas and apply them in real life, IRL, right? I mean, so this is really something. 40 acres, and they're going to use the blockchain technology to guide both the kind of charter, the kind of framework for managing this place. That's going to include various types of regulations and zoning and 
um, decision making, uh, development of infrastructure and services, but also in terms of just the management and maintenance of land records and property sales in the way that in the real world, we use different types of uh, title systems to record uh, land transfers and transactions. So to do it all in this virtual world is really something else. Um, so, so I think um, it's useful to kind of just t talk a little bit more about what, what a DAO, why a DAO is novel. And it, it is novel because we have all kinds of ways for people to kind of get together and organize and whatnot. Well, because a DAO uses the blockchain, it also uses a technology that Bitcoin actually didn't even have. It, that was too, it was prior, after, only after Bitcoin came, Ethereum showed up, and, and since then, quite a few others, that have smart contracts. It's basically code written into the blockchain and, and executed through either purchase of token or the purchase of something called a non-fungible token. NFT. And, and so it's kind of essentially a way to kind of vote, manage, own items in uh, blockchain. So if you think about all the ways that we uh, operate in social environments and organizations, imagine if that could all be governed and managed through code, simple rules that automate, really taking out like the, the middle person, middleman um, of an operation. And if you can do it right, you don't need bankers. You don't need lawyers. You don't really even need accountants. All of those professional classes that have have really staked their their whole value to society based on navigating and managing um, people in large organizations, uh, computer code can, in theory, replace them all. So, but it's all an experiment. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I have to tell you, I uh, attended a uh, one of the meetings of the executive committee that's that's running the city DAO, and man, it sounded just like a, like a planning board meeting in my local town. I mean, the kind of conversations and discussions, it really, really very many ways replicate what we see in our kind of conventional non-code-based blockchain uh, communities. So, so in many ways, this, the, the DAO is, is amazing and mind-blowing, but also very much same as ever. Um, people need to kind of get together and, and, and put their heads together and figure things out. It is possible, though, and the city DAO's promise is that if you can work out the kinks in the beginning, you could set up essentially a framework to be able to, to create much greater efficiency in, in both land markets and development and, and community organization, provide a new way to uh, give people voice in making decisions, you know, in theory, in a DAO, everybody who is a member essentially has a has a token, uh, has a vote, and so this provides like a new way to kind of organize elections and 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 make decisions. Not necessarily better, and certainly subject to fraud and abuse. Um, the the first really very most famous DAO was really used as a way to create a um, an investment vehicle uh, called Dash. And this DAO really uh, used money uh, through this distributed network and through the ledger of, of the blockchain to raise money and then and make investments. Um, and, and you know this is uh, this is this is an amazing thing. So so shortly after another one came and that was called the DAO uh, and did did a you know similar type of uh, venture capitalism type stuff and it was hacked 
And there were a lot of losses involved, uh, tens of millions of dollars. So, you know, we're not without uh, uh, any problems in this kind of wild west of, of Web 3.0. But you know, I think that anyone interested in the way the real world is developed and communities function and the way we operate in our in our communities and the, the role of, of participation in decision making, you got to pay attention to this stuff because uh, there's definitely something here. There's definitely some real power in using blockchain and this type of framework to be able to reinvent and, and reorganize uh, the the way that communities function. So I'm, I'm going to continue to be paying attention and I hope you do too. No, I thank you for listening to the podcast. This is actually the 20th episode of Cognitive Urbanism. Um, and um, on a little bit of a, a streak here, my last podcast was on a similar theme, on the theme of non-fungible tokens, NFTs, and here we're talking about DAOs. Um, but um, but if you have been listening over the course of the many years I've been doing this, for the, for the course of the 20 episodes, you'll see that this uh, podcast has been a place to explore a range of topics related to urban planning, design, and and topics. So, you know, really looking forward to uh, continuing to do the uh, podcast and, and uh, welcome your feedback. Uh, I'd love it if you reached out and uh, if you had an email, if you sent me an email, if you have any questions, um, and definitely be sure to like.